0: So Jess, what song? Oh, oh, were you... F- Dan, oh Dan, Dan. Okay. Sorry, I just
1: I have a, oh. I have a really bad headache this week. Could oh, I'm you just sorry. could you just be a little softer to me?
0: Okay, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking maybe since last week we did a uh, five score song, uh, just
1: just a oh. little softer. Oh, softer to me.
0: Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was thinking that uh, maybe we'd want to like do just th- softer. Really? Okay
1: even softer okay softer to me
0: okay um well i was i was thinking that maybe we could like uh do a song from the first album so- softer Dan. Re- really softer to me serious oh okay i, I was I-, I was
1: thinking maybe this week we could do a song just just softer
2: seriously <laughs> where am i
3: where are you
0: Jessica, are you ready to throw down? You ready to get metal? It's the most metal song. It's so Ryan metal. Rock. Do do to me.
1: It. I, I was gonna say it's funny. There's some like Avenged Sevenfold-esque stuff going on with the drums in here that like. <laughs> brrr, brrr. Mm-hmm.
0: There are kind of blast beats like towards the end of the song. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like the first thing about Softer to Me, and I put this out on the social media, I was like, "What's what, what genre exactly is this? Because I can't quite tell. It's not really hardcore. And you know what? This song is a perfect example of what, like over the decades, people are constantly complaining about Reliant K leaving behind their core sound. Like They've with,
1: always yeah, dabbled in a like, little bit of everything. We've you know?
0: heard people complain about Five Score, how they left their core sound. And Forgetting and Not Slow Down, they left their core sound. And Collapsible Long, they left. Well, they did. Well, either. they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> from here, the but it's first like album. Every album, they're yeah. like, well,
1: Reliant K is really departing. And it's like.
0: They've always done yeah. little things. So this is like their sort of like screamy hardcore-ish sound (laughs) there's Uh, even
1: there's even like a little grunge guitar riff in here uh
0: i don't so i really was trying to wrap my head around this because like a couple weeks ago you made a joke that this is their screamo sound song Uh i'm like it's not really screamo also like screamo would have started at this time it would have time and a little later yeah if not 2000 the year And this album came out in 2000...
1: 2000? It's 2000, I believe.
0: Yeah, Yeah, 2000 ADD. Yeah. Which this song is also off of. So, yeah, like, this is not a screamo song, but it's not quite a metal song. It's not quite a hardcore song. I kind of think maybe they were going for sort of a post-hardcore thing. Like, Mm -hmm. the same thing that Boxcar Racer would go for, like, three years later. This whole, like, Fugazi drive like jay who like um refused type of thing where like punk like hardcore punk gets a little bit more arty and stuff like maybe this is matt teeson's like attempt at that at this early stage because oh, right. it's got that it's it's not although there are a lot of different versions of this song but yeah when it comes this comes to is... the core version yeah that, that we talk about the self-titled version like, if this just seems to be, like, something like, hey, there's all these kind of screamy bands. Let's do a screamy <laughs> song. Yeah,
1: because this song is also on All Work No Play, which is the the very first album. Yeah, the demo. The demo.
0: Um, yeah, it's on there. And that's cool.
1: <laughs> but, like, it's, it dates all the way back to the very beginning.
0: Yeah. So this is probably, I mean, who, I don't know in what order Reliant K songs are written. I don't know if that information is out there, but yeah, this is like one of the earliest Reliant K songs. Yeah. So it kind of shows like, and we've talked about it with, I feel like we're kind of getting all over the place, but we've talked about it with all, the all work and no play demo, how he has that little uh, English accent. Yeah. It's, it's like, like <laughs> Matt Teeson's trying to be a British punk. <laughs> and there's a little bit, yeah. of, we'll get to that version in a little bit. But there's a little bit of that in this version.
1: For Lion K's the new Sex Pistols. Like, what is that? <laughs> it's so
0: weird. But, um, yeah, so that's... so. But we'll get to all that. On top of the show, I did send out, like I did last week, send out a note to everyone on social media. I'm like, hey, let us know what you think of the song Soft to me, because that's what we'll be talking about this week. And... You let me know, hey, Dan, we got a voicemail. Yes. Did you listen to the voicemail? I
1: didn't listen to the voicemail, but I saw that we had one.
0: And did you notice that it came from the same Nebraska area code that our Google voice (laughs) number comes from? I did not. So not to bury the, not to, it's not burying the lead, (laughs) but to give away the twist. The fact is we didn't get a voicemail this week. (laughs) But I think someone in Nebraska called who they thought was their friend. Oh, wow. And like, did they not hear our voicemail (laughs) that says, thanks for calling Sadie Hawkins pod. Leave a message of what you think of Reliant K.
1: I thought you were going to say it's one of those ones where they're like, you're wanted in four different states. Three of which you've never actually been to.
0: You know what I get a (laughs) lot? Do you get that? Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of like, The IRS is going to sue you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because the IRS calls you with robot (laughs) voices and not actual, like, people. Yeah. I also get a lot of Chinese voices. Like, I get a voice. I get a call and then I get a voicemail and it's someone actually speaking some sort of, like, Chinese or similar language. Oh,
1: wow. I get Lithuania all the time. (laughs) Lithuania calls me. They don't leave a voicemail, but they call.
0: So no transcription available. But this is a three-minute, so maxed out, of just some people chatting in the background in Nebraska. <laughs> we got no butt idea. dialed? Yeah, Nebraska we got- Nebraska
1: butt dial.
0: No idea that they called a Reliant K podcast and left, like, their ambient noise.
1: I was going to say, maybe it's Laura, but it's not Laura, because I think she's from North Dakota, not Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel bad for calling Laura out.
0: Eh. Maybe she's from Nebraska. Laura, where are you from? Let <laughs> us know. You can call us at four zero two nine five Sadie. You can leave us an email at Sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, which are both Sadie Hawkins Pod. But yeah, uh, I'm not gonna bother trying to play this. Because I hear people chatting in the background and I can't exactly hear what they're saying.
1: That's like my dad doesn't know how to, to uh oh, yeah. <laughs> my dad doesn't know how to close his phone. So he <laughs> pocket dials us all the time and you can just hear us like l- him like laughing and talking in the background. But he he pocket dials us like at least once a week.
0: And leaves us a five minute voicemail yep. of his pocket. So the song we're talking about this week is Sovereign.
1: We started out so good, and then we went really off the rails. <laughs>
0: That's okay. We can get right back on it. So, so we're talking about track six off of the self-titled album, and the end track, the last track, oh. the 11th, off of the independent demo album All Work and No Play. Speaking of All Work and No Play, Jessica, did you see the trailer for Dr. Sleep? A.K.A. The Shining Part 2? Oh, I
1: did not, but I did (laughs) see some stills from it.
0: Oh. You're so cool and old school. I saw stills from it. I need pictures. (laughs) Give me pictures of The Shining (laughs) 2. Pictures of Spider-Man and The Shining (laughs) 2. Anyway... (laughs) So we're talking about Softer to Me. This
1: is like the only big song out there called Softer to Me. Yeah, it is. Which is kind of surprising. It is.
0: And this was like actually a song that I think the band had a lot of faith in back then. Hmm. And it's a song that they played. Well, let's take a look. I'll double check what um, Setlist FM says. I but saw somebody like with- in
1: 2006 being like, hey, Reliant K, hey, will you play Softer to Me? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, we're in like, we're in like way post Be My Escape days. There's no way they're playing softer to me.
0: Well, this was a song that I think that the band and Goatee Records had a lot of faith in to be a song that could possibly break them. Because this song was on a lot of releases. As we mentioned, it was on All Work and No Play. It's on the self-titled album. It was on 2000 ADD. Mm -hmm. which was basically, like, a single. Not only did it promote the album, but I think they also... Yeah, the EP to promote the self-titled album. I think they sent it to radio stations Mm -hmm. as well.
1: I mean, I think it's probably because this particular sound is not really synonymous with Christian, Christian artists.
0: Not at the time.
1: Not at the time. So I'm thinking maybe they were just trying to be like, Hey... Here's your your was, equivalent of that for, if you're into that in secular music, here's the, or wait, yeah, here's yeah. the, here's the Christian version.
0: There was, so when you talk about like, quote unquote, screamo, and you talk about basically like screaming hardcore, like refuse, right? Mm-hmm. Like bands like, um. Cutlass? Not like Cutlass <laughs> at all. <laughs> No, Cutlass is like the Christian stained. <laughs> I was thinking like showbread or like like lots of solid state bands and stuff. like um, whatever. Like when you think of screamy bands, right, that really hits in the sort of midish 2000s, like sort of two, like that actually became the form of like after pop punk sort of starts to slowly die. And like ska music is definitely gone in the early 2000s. Danny, ska
1: music's not dead. It's never died. ska music
0: never died. But I'm just saying when it kind of left the when it kind of left the mainstream underground, quote unquote, and then screaming music, screamo music, like hardcore and hardcore punk and metalcore, that starts to become like the predominant genre of like the warp tour culture by the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, in a way. Softer to me, led the way to all the screamy bands of the <laughs> mid-2000s. Not really. I don't really think that, but it's fun, to, it's fun to imagine.
1: It's funny that you said underground and ska in the same sentence, because something about this sounds like that OC Supertone song, the underground scene at the underground show. Like, it's the same pacing,
0: just oh, slower. Oh,
1: you're
3: right.
0: I
1: noticed as, uh, what is that, I?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know why, but I cuz I was
0: listening to <clears <clears throat> throat> Sorry, oh, the I was... underground scene, yeah. at the underground show. I, was... <laughs> I don't know the words to this song. Let's look them up real quick.
1: Yeah, I was listening to uh to Softer to me earlier and for some reason I was just like the underground scene at the underground show.
0: <laughs> so yeah, this this is a very like um Spitfire song on the lyrics. Now that I'm thinking about it cuz I'm just trying I totally agree. The cadence of this song matches Adonai I" by the Supertones. I totally agree with that. But as I'm trying to like play both songs in my head at the same time, I realize like this, like this, there's a spitfire rhythm to the way that Mattyson does. It's the beat. It's yeah, yeah. It's not a rap thing at all, but it is like a like a like a rapid fire sort of lyric thing. So
1: maybe it's the same. I don't. I don't know. We've said before we don't know music technicals the like the like oh what is it? it's so bad I I took drum lessons for four years like I was a drummer and I cannot remember what it's called anymore but that like it's not sixteenths, or maybe it is 16th you know what I'm saying maybe somebody who knows music please please write in and put us out of our misery and tell us what we're supposed to say
0: <laughs> well real quick before we move into the lyrics i was saying that this song i think was a song that the band and possibly go records saw as a possible hit for them because it was on 2008 d it was an early song from all work and no play so it's a song they had ready to go it's on the album it is they redid this song in an acoustic version for the creepy ep so even by the time that they were getting ready for the second record, they were like still kind of pushing the idea of this song. And we'll find that the acoustic version from the creepy EP, and that was also later included on the three gears discs mm. like that that the the this along with the Jefferson airplane and the back and also the back porch uh, uh, pressing and on were included in the creepy EP. And then in the Three Gears compilation. Anyway, I think this was a song that they were trying to like possibly make a hit. So to look at the lyrics a little bit. Hey, Jess. Yeah? Where am I? Where are you? There's so much time and so little to do. We're busy doing nothing because it's vanity we prize. You can't see nothing because you can't see through your eyes. So I definitely have a good handle on what happens later in this song. But this opening part, I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Do you, do you have any idea what that is? Where am I? Where sorry, are you? I'm sorry, I
1: tuned you out. I was looking at, you have the the booklet open. Uh-huh. And right in front of you, I'm looking at the guy who... Who is was the, only in the
0: first album. Who,
1: the drummer from the first album, who's not Dave Douglas. Right. And just being like, in something. my mind, it's always been Dave Douglas. He was just there from the beginning.
0: Steven. Stephen Cushman. But, um... So, yeah, anyway. Later... So, the the basic gist of this song... And I have some footage of Matt Thiessen specifically explaining what he... You know, oh, the meaning nice. behind this song. Nice. But I get the basic gist of it later on in the song. It's like... Life could you be more gentle to me? Yeah, I know this is a selfish plea because Christ sacrificed his flesh on the cross for me. So essentially this is the most this is the most blatantly Christian song we've covered so far. Mm. I think comparatively yeah. Hello McFly is the only other song that specifically references Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. This is the only other song we've done that had that specifically references Jesus and like when it comes to, when we look at com and stuff like that, like there's no debating, is this a religious right. song? It's totally a religious song. And later on in the song, it, the idea is he's frustrated. So he writes this like screamy, hardcore, hardcore-ish song, right? And he's like, oh, life's so hard. Life's really difficult. Why couldn't life be easier? And he takes a step back and he says, hey, life's hard. But maybe it's selfish of me to say life should be easier because Christ was crucified. And that's about the And I haven't been crucified before. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah, the totally. Song. It's a Christian. It's a very, perspective. Christ, it's a Put very everything Christian everything into perspective. perspective. Yeah. And that's a very kind of common thing. I remember growing up, you know, adults who were like, you know, had difficulty in the church. And they're like, that's a very common sort of. Sentiment. Right, like your yeah. cross to
1: bear versus someone else's. Right.
0: Exactly. And the
1: ultimate cross to bear.
0: Was the cross. Literally. <laughs> the actual literal cross. We're also not theologians.
1: As as I patch, <laughs> watches on. <laughs>
0: But as much as I understand the later part of this song, I get the basic sentiment. It's like, hey, life, I wish life could be easier. But, and then this is a Christian rock song. So it's like, hey, I wish life could be easier, but life was pretty hard for Jesus. So maybe life isn't so bad for me. As much as I understand the overall sentiment and the chorus, these first words I just don't get. Where am I? Where are you? There's so much time, so little to do. We're busy doing nothing because it's vanity we prize. We can't see nothing because we can't see through your eyes. I don't get it. Maybe did you
1: get that?
0: Do you get it? Yeah. What do you get?
1: They can't see through Jesus's eyes, right? (laughs) Am I wrong?
0: I mean, I guess you could be right, but there's so (laughs) that's just funny. They can't
1: see through anyone else's eyes. Maybe it's not even God. Maybe it's anyone's eyes.
0: That's just funny to me that you said that because that's like what we see week after week <laughs> with the obviously not religious songs that people on Genius and Song Meetings are like f- trying to force to be religious. Well,
1: we established that this is a
3: religious song. This is song.
0: undeniably a Christian religious song. Maybe he's saying like, hey, I'm just sitting around being a schlub. He's like, where am I? Where He's are bumming. You? He's bumming. There you go. Revisiting I don't know, a- Danny.
1: I have never put a whole lot of thought into this song. Unfortunately, this is a track that when it came up, I would always skip past. So before this week, I was not a big Softer to Me fan, usually skip past it. That's fine.
0: Well, you might not have cared for this song because it was all screeny. But we haven't talked about my personal story with this song, oh, which is I'm so
3: excited part for of this. the reason.
0: And in our real life, I've been like, I can't wait to tell you this story. Yes, because I don't part remember of the reason it. it was one of my songs to do sooner than later was because I have a personal story in relation to me knowing the members of the band at the time. And maybe you would have liked this song a lot more if the screamy part was done by me live on stage what (laughs) (laughs) what i don't think you knew you're talking to a touring member of Reliant k (laughs) what i I don't know this story i couldn't believe i never told you this story so as we've talked about in the past like i was just like and and i look as i look back on it now in my 30s i look back and i'm like okay i was a teen kid and Reliant K were like super nice guys, and they just knew when they had like super fan, when they had like super dorky fans like me in each area. Like to me, they made me feel super special. They remembered my name every time they came through. Like they always took pictures with me. They That's always so talked nice. to. We would actually like pick up conversations we had at previous co- at That's previous. That's so great. I see. I shows.
1: love Reliant K even more now. At
0: the time, they made me feel super special. But when I look back on it, I'm like, there's probably. A dan- and it was with my other friend, Johnny, my best friend in high school, Johnny. Like, they did that for us. They made us feel super special. But there's probably a Danny and a Johnny in Des Moines that they talk to every time they went through Des Moines. But it's so
1: nice that they remember you. I have doctors that don't even remember me. Like, and Reliant K remembers you.
0: So... I lived in New England. Soulfest was the big Christian festival, and this must have been 2000 or 2001. I think it was 2000. I think it was the summer before 9-11, honestly. I think it was 2001 summer. And Relying K and Five Iron Frenzy play the big... They put, there's, two show, there's two stages at Soulfest. There's the quote-unquote punk rock stage... And there's the big CCM stage. And some of the bigger bands from the punk rock stage would also play earlier sets on the big stage. Mm. So Fiverr and Frenzy and Reline K are, get to play both stages because they're that kind of crossover band. They have yeah wide, yeah, they have wide where the, where all the families set up basically their tents and stuff. That's where Fiverr and Frenzy and Reline K are going to play earlier in the day. And then later it's going to be Stephen Curtis Chapman <laughs> and, and like, you know, Audio Adrenaline are going to play later right. on. And then relying K Any and spoilers. Fire and frenzy are going to close out the second stage, but they're already there for the weekend. So Soulfest takes place, or it took place at the time. It takes place at Gunstock in New Hampshire now. At the time in the early two thousands, when I was still in high school, it took place in Loon Mountain, and there was a like a cabin, like a um, like a clubhouse cabin, like big enough to hold like around two hundred people
1: right cuz it, it was this also was Loon mountain like gunstock where it's also a ski ski
0: it's, which... it was both a ski and okay. a camping resort yeah. so it was camping in the summer and skiing in the winter so there was a clubhouse large cabinish place was meant for basically i don't know what you'd do there other than christian concert, but i don't know like little conventions or something or little little right. gatherings inside this cabin that holds like two hundred people. It's basically like a mini mini convention center inside Loon Mountain. And since Fiverr and Frenzy and Reliant K and a couple other bands are already there, we're like they figured out Soulfest was like we're gonna have smaller shows earlier in the day for sort of the big fans of those things. And they're limited to the two hundred people that can fit comfortably inside this like little convention So center it was cabin. inside. It was inside. Oh wow And it was earlier in the day before, like, the later shows start outside. Yeah. There might have even been shows happening outside at the time. Huh. But they were like, Fire and Frenzy and Reliant K are playing a set indoors. And I talked to Reliant K ahead of time. And they were like, yeah, Fire and Frenzy, this afternoon at that cabin show, they're going to be doing. And I keep saying cabin. Cabin makes you think it's small. It's a biggish thing. It's a lodge. Yeah, it's a lodge. Lodge, that's the best word. At that Lodge show tonight, this afternoon, Five Iron Frenzy is going to be doing Five Iron Frenzy karaoke. And I have relative access. I think all of us have relative access to Reese Roper from Five Iron Frenzy. Like, we could probably all DM him on Facebook. because He's pretty active on Facebook. So I could ask if he remembers this. But Five Iron Frenzy was like, we're doing Five Iron Frenzy karaoke. They're going to be doing Five Iron Frenzy karaoke. That's cool. where Literally, they bring a rotating set of fans up on stage And they sing the songs. Oh, that's awesome. And Reese would stand there slightly to the side and tap you on the shoulder when you've either messed up the words. And so you like, it's like a game, like you lost because you messed up the words. Oh, it's really cool. Or you've been singing too long and the next person rotates in. So they actually did this at this show, Fiverr and Frenzy Karaoke. I don't know if they did it anywhere else in the world. That's so awesome. It was super cool. I did... Go up for this along with uh, like, you know, half a dozen, a, a dozen other people. And I sang part of Zero Meets the Fifteen. Nice. Reliant K was also going to st- be in theme with them and do Reliant K karaoke. So Reliant K is going to also w- was also planning. They said, hey, come to the make sure you make it to the lodge show later in later. For
1: K is for karaoke. For K,
0: years before <laughs> that existed. They before they called it K for karaoke. They're like, we're going to do a karaoke set as well. Well, we get there and realign K doesn't have time to do the karaoke set. They just play like a short set. A friend of mine, how, however, like they, they bring a couple of us up to just do little parts. A friend of mine does the action speak louder than words for Hello McFly. Not nice. Johnny, but a different guy. And then I got to do the screaming part of Softer to Me live on stage with Reliant K.
1: That's so cool.
0: I can't believe I have never told you this story.
1: You've never told me the story. Because you said, do you know my Softer to Me story? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. Oh. And so you were like, I'm not going to tell you leading up to it, <laughs> to the podcast. And I was like, okay, perfect. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's blowing my mind because I've never heard this Danny story.
0: And... And nowadays, they say pictures or it didn't happen. There are definitely not pictures. This was the year 2000 or 2001. I think it was 2001. I think it was 2001 because Relying K and Fiverr and Frenzy toured around 9-11. Like, we've talked mm-hmm. about that previously right. where they they talked about how they almost canceled the tour because of 9-11. So I'm pretty sure if this was the summer before that con- that tour, that it would have been relying K. Yeah. And Fiverr and Frenzy playing this Lodge show. So, yeah, I didn't, you didn't know that I'm a touring member of like K. But no, there are no pictures of this, unfortunately. Maybe somewhere out there, somebody has video or something. If anyone out there went to that show at Soulfest, you might also remember that after Zero Meets the 15, I was such a little a hole. I took the microphone and I said, I said, who out there loves peppermint? I hear you like spearmint, but peppermint's better. And I had a bag full of peppermints in my pocket. And I threw them at the crowd. And everybody <laughs> cheered. And then Reese Roper took the microphone again. And he's like, I don't know what just happened. Because <laughs> I had a... Because I had a bag full of peppermints in my pocket <laughs> most of the weekend.
1: Why? Because
0: I just had this dumb high school like idea that I'm gonna throw peppermints at all the bands all weekend.
1: You're so chaotic.
0: And then because I was there on stage with a bag full of peppermints, like a You're wa- like so a randomly like a one pound bag day. in my like cargo shorts, <laughs> I was like, "This is the moment to unload all these peppermints." <laughs> I definitely would have gotten thrown out of that Christian festival if I kept like throwing peppermints at Jennifer Knapp or something like that. They'd have been like, You gotta go, sir. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I wouldn't go to the main stage if my life depended on it.
1: But you just said go that see sometimes, Ace Troubleshooter. Uh, what? You just said that sometimes Five Iron or uh, Reliant K would play the main stage.
0: Yeah, well I'd go to that. The supertones would play the main stage. I ain't going to see no newsboys. <laughs> and why aren't they called newspersons, by the way? This is 2019. Time to time to get with the times, newsboys. So anyway, that's my Softer to Me story. And there's no proof of it. Except maybe Reese Roper remembers this. Maybe Matt Teeson remembers this. I also remember that short set. They played, Relyan K played a cover. And this is the first time I'd ever heard this song. Played a cover of "We Built This City" on rock and roll.
1: Oh, cool!
0: I gotta look up if anyone has uh, like because they. I think they played it for most of that summer in that tour, so maybe someone out there has them covering that song. But and then and then, Reese and Leonor were standing off stage because I'm like I'm I'm not backstage, but I'm sort of side stage, and I can see Reese and Leonor standing off stage like totally not visible to the rest of the crowd singing the backup vocals for Reliant K playing We Built This City on rock and roll. Oh wow. Because there was no room for them to be on the stage but I guess like Reliant K must have been like we need some extra melodies hey Reese and Leonore. Everyone called her Jeff at the time because she was Jeff the girl. People were probably like we need you to (laughs) do some extra melodies for our cover of We Built This City. Oh So anyway, I. Y- y- there you go, and, and this we talked about in the past. If anyone is this is anyone's first episode, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Second of all, Jessica and I met. If we talked about this before, but Jessica and I. Part of the reason, like, we became friends was because she was like, oh, you probably never heard of my favorite band. Yeah, Call one of Reliant the first K. things Danny
1: asked me was he was like, hey, what's your favorite band? We met in college. And he was like, hey, what's your favorite band? Like, like, honest to goodness, it was the first thing I think you said to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you've probably never heard of them, Reliant K. And Danny goes, I know Reliant K. Like, I-, I have Batiste's email.
0: And I did. <laughs> But then, at one point around like chapstick, that email just bounced back because I think either it got disconnected because too many people had it and were trying to email him, or like it was probably full or something, mm. or like you know however the email protocol worked in two thousand two, maybe like email got overloaded and. This is down.
1: years later. You look at you lying to me.
0: I wasn't lying to you, but the thing is, at so the time, I should have told you, hey, yeah. I know Reliant K. I've sung with them before. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing, totally I remember from, blown my mind. You already blew my mind. <laughs> one other thing I remember from that afternoon is Matt Teeson's- I, I was like, I was like, hey, when you could do because at the time they were still going to do the Reliant K karaoke. I was like, can I do the softer? Can I do softer to me? He's like, sure. He's like, just make. And Matt Teeson says to me, he says to seventeen year or eighteen year old me, he says, make sure when you do the scream part, you keep the microphone back because mm. it's like a technical musical yeah. thing keep the microphone back well the karaoke thing gets canceled but Matt's, Matt Teeson still like hey you can still do the scream part and and that, this is not crazy by the way if no one believes me because you can definitely you definitely find that certain fans from all across the country were brought up just to do the screaming part of software mm. to me so i was just one of and i knew that at the time i was one of like dozens or hundreds of fans who were brought up to do the screaming part of software to me But I did not take his advice. And I held the microphone a little too close. Because I remember thinking to myself, hold the microphone out. And I'm like, softer to me. And I'm like, I can't hear it. I'm like thinking live on stage. (laughs) I can't hear it. So I bring the microphone closer. And it's like. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's what he meant. (laughs) So softer to me. My favorite song by Relying K, not really, but yeah, I have obviously a very specific emotional tie to this song. Jessica's looking at me like, I, I'm married to a member of Relying K.
1: <laughs> that is exactly what I'm thinking. You know, I thought perhaps Softer To Me would have sparked some regrettable blogs, maybe... A cursed live journal post or two. But no, Mm -hmm. I went through all 11 pages of a Google search and none, (laughs) none at all. And I was pretty surprised about that. But there were lots and lots of tabs and this song was translated into a lot of different languages. Mm -hmm.
0: I found something gold in relation to discussions about this song.
2: Oh, but why
0: don't you tell what talk about what you found first?
1: That, that was it. That,
0: that was it. That was it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, I know that Jessica... Actually, Jessica had a very busy week this week. So I did.
1: I sh- didn't I didn't do a lot of research this week. I had, like, a crazy busy week.
0: So I tried to take up some of the slack. I did my usual YouTube outside of my usual YouTube looking for covers and, and weird videos and stuff. What I found was... And this is the easiest thing you could have gone to, Jess, honestly... I don't mean to be demeaning, but I'm just saying. Songmeanings.com, for softer to me, has a treasure trove. 186 comments.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Wow. Nothing on genius. Nothing on genius.
1: I knew you were going to do it this week, so I didn't actually go to the page.
0: Basically, what happened back in 2002, back in June... Of 2002, somebody named Blinkfan something... Uh-oh. <laughs> somebody... At a, a user named Blinkfan discovered... He went to this page and was basically like... Reliant K sucks because they're Christian. And singing about Jesus is stupid. <sighs> and everybody lost their minds. <laughs> Whoa! So... And honestly, like... You know... That's a very mean thing to say, mm-hmm. but you know, the thing is, like, well, and the- we
1: all know that Blink One Eighty Two just breeds <laughs>
0: hate. But we also know from an old episode that Relying K sounds exactly like Blink One Eighty Two, and they would have been famous if only they'd been from SoCal. Yeah,
1: it's true. <laughs> it was the
0: fact that they were from Ohio that kept them from being famous. It's true. <laughs>
1: And kept them from really
0: being in the pop punk scene.
1: So, 2002,
0: 186 comments. It's huge. There's so much to go through. And I can only go through it from, from like, most recent back. But in July 11th, 2002, Jonathan0226 says, All right, Blink fan, you say Blink-182 puts meaning in their songs? I admit. I like two of their songs, Going Away to College and Adam's Song. But come on, the rest of the songs are so degrading. They start to put down their own family members. My Grandpa's an A-hole and Mother's Day. And they start to get perverted. And who are you going to tell people what music to listen to? True, the First Amendment is freedom of religion. But then along that, there's freedom of speech. So, (laughs) We have a right to spread the gospel as much as we like to. So do Relying K. Relying K rules with a Z. He's not wrong. Hey, I am a Blink fan. Uh, <clears throat> Ed is Emo said, Hey, I am a Blink fan. I'll admit that their live shows have been sucking lately. <laughs> the last two I saw were thumbs down. But a lot of their old songs were really good and had emotion. Like the stuff off Buddha. Not all the profanity and the bad stuff with Grandpa.
1: <laughs> what is this Grandpa song? You don't know the... I don't know the Grandpa song. Is it called Grandpa? <laughs>
0: it's not called Grandpa. I don't know if we can mention it because don't we want to avoid an E on this? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Here it is. Blink Fan Forever on June 7th, 2002 with negative six votes on his... likes on his comment, said, Ryan K is... wait, no. He said, this song... And you know, this isn't a swear, but I don't want to... He said, this song is so gay. I mean, it's a good beat and everything, but when Jesus comes into a song, it just doesn't sound right. I mean... If they just didn't talk about Jesus all the time, it would be pretty good. But otherwise, this song sucks pretty bad. And then, like I said, people lost their minds. Oh, he has so many comments. He came back in. He popped back in 10 days later and said, F no, I know you just didn't say that Blink is in it for the money. Well, this escalated. <laughs> They're damn better than Creed. Now Creed sucks. <laughs> they don't even have a bass. They don't? I didn't know that. What? Really? All they have is one guitar. That's not even a band. Is he thinking of the White Stripes? <laughs> That's not even a band. Do you know what
2: they do, have? Been... <laughs> what? Their they do have? Their arms wide open. their arms wide
0: open? Now, a band is someone like Blink... Dashboard Confessional, Green Day, Boxcar Racer, and many more that actually write their own songs. Well, I care, writes their own songs. Yeah. I'm sorry, but all these damn Christian bands are just looking for an easy way into heaven. What, what? The, what does that mean? <laughs> I would think starting a band is just about the hardest way into heaven. Isn't like the easiest way into heaven being like. Just asking Jesus, hey, save me. Like now you got to like go to Guitar Center and you got to drop like (laughs) thousands of dollars and you got to like record a demo and you got to like take time off work to play shows and you got to pack up your van and you got to split gas and you got to print merch and you got to and you got to like try to sell it then you got to send your demos out and you got to meet with the record executives and you got to hope you get signed and you got to play a showcase and you got to hope you're good that night or else the record label might not want to sign you. And then maybe you get signed and you get to record an album, but you have only so much money in the budget. And then like producers are like blowing the money on like, too much extra food and rental cars and you're like what it's like we got to save all this money because this is our one chance to make it that's not an easy way into heaven (laughs) that's a hard way into heaven so yeah
1: i wish that blink man forever would just be softer to me
0: so not a lot of talk about what this song actually is just a lot of talk about whether or not there should be such a thing as christian rock um but yeah, this I, this should be because then we wouldn't have a podcast and 30-year-olds like me wouldn't have something to uh, complain about. <laughs> so like I said, this song had... I think they were basically hoping it would sort of be a hit for Reliant K. There's a lot of really good live footage of this song. And probably because if you were going to shoot a Reliant K show... In the early 2000s, you had to use a real camera. Yeah. Whereas, like, all these crappy camera phone videos that are up too close and, like, mm-hmm. blown out, they sound horrible. Um, all of these VHS rips, all of these VHS recording or, or mini DV or whatever they are, they all sound great. So here is Reliant K playing this song live. Uh, the video was uploaded in and there's no date on the video, but I think it definitely goes back to at least the first and second gear. The first and second album.
3: Albert and also for
2: this
0: they're playing at a YMCA skateboard <laughs> event, which just reminds me that one of the very first times I saw Relion K live was at a Boy Scout. I wasn't going to this Boy Scout camp, but they played at a Boy Scout camp and it was open to the public and less than 20 people were there. It was kind of amazing. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> All these people. Yeah, thanks to those
0: people.
2: Um... This next song um, is, is kind of a personal song for the band. Um, it's about bad days. It's about when we go through hard times, and, uh, and it happens to all of us. But uh, yeah. it's just when life gets hard, um, sometimes you just got to settle yourself down and, and get in this mode of like devotion and prayer and fellowship and say, Jesus, could you just make the situation a little, a little softer to me?
1: There are three girls that are really excited about them playing the song.
0: They're really excited. You missed it, but one girl went favorite song, favorite song. So yeah, Matt Thiessen describes this song, and I don't actually get this from the lyrics in and of themselves because essentially it sounds like it sounds like hey, don't complete this, this. The message of this song to me sounds like hey, don't complain. Your life could be worse. Mm-hmm. You could get crucified, right? But he's (laughs) actually saying that the song really is like, life gets hard, just lean on Jesus. Yeah. Which is definitely a more, like, nice, kind, like, genuine sort of likable idea. But when I hear the song and I hear the lyrics as they are, to me it's like, hey, my life is tough, but I shouldn't complain. That's kind of what I normally, that's what I kind of get from the song. I don't know, let's listen to it live. played a little faster. Yeah, I like I it. I think when you hear it live more than the self-titled version, I think that supports my idea that this is maybe supposed to be sort of like a post-hardcore song mm-hmm. like a Refused or a Fugazi. Like this is supposed to be like a little bit more of a, like an artsy punk song.
1: Yeah, I like that they um I also like the the All Work No Play version because it's very William loose Mad and Night. sloppy. Yeah. And I and I actually and you always love the sloppiness, but in this it's like the the vocals are so like so sloppy <laughs> and the and the guitars everything is so sloppy and I actually kind of love it that way.
0: So let's listen to the All Work and No Play version which predates the self-titled album. And this al- this version is actually also notable cuz it's only 2 minutes long whereas the song on the album and live and the acoustic version that we'll also get to that is like reaches for almost four minutes
1: i also love that it's shorter Yeah, if you take out the, uh, the fake accent and the, the... (laughs) Yeah, we talked
0: about this with Hello McFly, but Matt has a, like, fake British accent on pretty much this whole album. Yeah. And it's kind of hilarious. But this version, like, the album version and when they played it live following the release of the live album, and I think it's, like, post, post-hardcore, post this all-work and no-play version almost sounds like some sort of, like... some sort of, like, DC or, like, SoCal punk.
1: This could be off of, uh, what is it, Cheshire Cat.
0: <laughs> yeah, Blink fan forever. Yeah. Listen to this version <laughs> of the song. Um, Yeah, and then there is also... On the Creepy EP, and then this version was re-released on the first disc of the first Three Gears compilation, is the acoustic version.
2: so little to do busy doing nothing because it's vanity we prize you can't see nothing because you can't see through your eyes they cover with a film you're blinded by yourself you're the one to blame but you pretend it's someone
0: think of that version of the song yeah
1: it's pretty i yeah. don't know i had thought i had listened to part of the acoustic version and what i wasn't a big fan of it earlier but i i did really like that
0: yeah it's it's funny because you're apple music i'm spotify yes. how do we make this thing work somehow we do and this version is on apple music but it's not on spotify because mm. this was included like i said as a extra track on the first three gears and um but it was originally on the Creepy EP. Now, down here in the comments of this YouTube video where I found this version, Marianne R. said, No, this acoustic version came much later on the first Three Gears album. Like, no, it was on the Creepy EP, and that's why it was on the first Three Gears album. Right. This was not... Yeah, so this was a... This was... Obviously, this was from the Little Sheet Boy EP. <laughs> where right. the Little Sheet Boy sits on the front cover... And he holds his little sheep bag. Anyway. They have a pillow of the case of the little sheep boy on
1: Redbubble, and I've thought about getting it before. Just for you.
0: It's a bootleg. Don't I know. support don't support bootleg art.
1: It's why I haven't gotten it yet.
0: So I didn't finish that YMCA version. <laughs> but Matt Thiessen's yell at the end is not that great. And then he kind of admits it. He's like, yeah, I didn't do so good yelling there. Well, I think they figured that out later that he didn't really want to yell live. So I found a couple versions where he does this.
2: Softer. Softer. Softer.
0: Softer Softer. so the, the guitar is feeding back which I don't think is right. on per, I think that's just an accent for that moment but instead of going softer softer to me instead of doing that there's this thing they figured they did later where they just put a heavy echo through yeah. the things so they go softer softer to me softer to me softer to and then they start going into the right. rocking part mm. of the song they did that a couple of times mm. later in the cycle of this album that I found on YouTube So it's like, Matt Teeson's like, I need to save my voice for mood rings later. (laughs) I can't be screaming to Softer to Me. It wasn't the big hit we thought it was going to be. People were afraid of the Sheet Boy EP, and they were afraid to buy it. The Christian stores wouldn't carry it because they were like, ghosts aren't biblical.
1: No, but the Holy Ghost is.
0: You know what, Jess? You just... (laughs) You just bring all of the theological discussion to this podcast. Thank you so much. Well,
1: my theology does bring all the boys to the yard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My theology brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, more pious than you. And I'm like, more pious than you. So here's one more live version that I found. This is pretty good. Uploaded by Brian Leverett. Yeah,
2: I know this is a selfish thing, because Christ's sacrifice is special.
0: They did it again they did the echo instead of the scream what do you think of that i just wanted to prove without the squealing guitar you don't like that version you don't like the softer two softer two softer two no i don't
1: know there's something about the repeating that i'm not as into
0: i think it's supposed to be all like moody and artistic and Mm. stuff maybe the screaming because the screaming probably just was too much of a strain on his voice Mm -hmm. but i don't know if you heard it but when i first started that clip there's a girl in the background who goes you can't dance to this (laughs) Here, try to hear it. Ready? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you can't dance to this? (laughs) Joey Ann or whatever your name was in Georgia. This was in Connors, (laughs) Georgia. Um. Yeah, so now we can move on to the fan stuff. We can move on. I I stopped calling this the weird stuff section. I started calling this the fan stuff because I'm like, it might be goofy. It might be bizarre. It might be off kilter, but it's not fair to call it the weird stuff. Mm. So I'm going to start calling this the fan stuff. And here's a typical fan stuff. Mm. It's an AMV. set the spirit of the Shimmerilla Shimmeran. What? That horse movie from DreamWorks.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: Remember that animated horse movie? It's like, it was like one of the last uh, cell animated movies that uh, DreamWorks did. Oh, wow. And what makes this AMV particularly awesome is not only are the clips incredibly low quality wherever they ripped the movie from, but they left the audio of the movie in the background <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, spirit of the Shimmerian! I have not really gathered what
0: this movie is about from this music video either, though. <laughs> Shimmeron, spirit of the Shimmeron. I never knew how to pronounce that movie. I also have Relanke's song, a story about this movie, Spirit of the Shimmeron. <gasps> what? Because this movie came out in like 2002ish, I think, right? Did you make 2003? No, I didn't make this movie. I didn't make this animated. Didn't make this music video. I also didn't work for DreamWorks. I didn't do either of those things. Although I did direct Shrek 4. I might not have told you this before. <laughs> um, so when this movie came out, Spirit of the Shimmeron, I went up to Matt Teeson and I was like DreamWorks really missed out by not using May the Horse Be With You for that movie. <laughs> And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Oh, <laughs> no, I was no. joking around. Oh, okay. I wasn't being serious. like, But I was thinking, like, they wrote a song called May the Horse Be With You. And in that same year, DreamWorks puts out an animated movie about a stupid horse. So, um, anyway. Here we have lowercase person at twelve thirty a.m. some idiots do some strange things late at night and it's these two guys that look like the two people in my youth group that I wouldn't really want to be friends with but I sort of have to be friends with <laughs> because they're the only other guys in the church and youth group that kind of like alt-rocky things but I don't oh. really like their personalities and here's how they oh Here's how they goof around Ooh. in their creepy, creepy, creepy basement. They go out of their creepy basement <laughs> and they sing and they lip sync to softer to me. Oh, wow. They're throwing
1: those, like, Eminem hand Yeah, I was going to
0: say, they're doing, like, rap rap rock gestures. They are.
1: And getting way up in the camera, like, they're, like, eating the lens. (laughs) Yeah. The one guy just kind of tapped out. He seems a little
0: embarrassed. Oh, no, now he's getting back into it. They do one really funny thing. Like, I watched this entire video for some reason. And right around here... They do the most genuinely funny thing in the, in, the, in the video. The one friend walks in with a little drum kit. And then he starts playing it. <laughs> but he gives up immediately. It was so funny. It was actually the funniest thing they do in the video. Yeah, and the one friend has the bleached Eminem hair. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the sort. Of, that's the sort of video that I probably would have made and probably have made with my friend Johnny growing up. Yeah, same. But in my mind, when I watch their version, I'm like, I wasn't that stupid. Yeah, I was definitely that stupid. But I yeah. still watch that with a certain amount of judgment. In my we mind.
1: did. My friends and I did lip sync stuff to like. Uh, we did Itsy Bitsy Teenie Weenie Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Oh no. We did
3: in like in costume.
1: <laughs> we did I don't know what it was cuz it was it was most definitely not my choice. Some Dixie Chicks song that I can't remember. Something about somebody some guy named Earl maybe
0: Me, uh, Earl and the Dying Girl? Uh, cuz
1: Earl's got to die something like don't that. Ask I think me. it was Dixie <laughs> Chicks. I don't know. And another one that I cannot remember right now. Well, we put production value into it, though. <laughs> <laughs> we were very much in theme for everything. We dressed up like real hickish for the the Dixie Chicks thing. We were in uh, bathing suits for the uh, It's it's Teeny Me yellow Yellow dot bikini. Man, what was that other one? I feel like it was sort of like a jump around pop punk thing. It's
0: probably like Avril Lavigne. It's probably that song Jump Around. Jump around. No, also jump that'd up, be awesome up, if it get was. Down. Well, speaking of white rap, Parenthesis White Boys in 2015 decided to review the acoustic version of this song oh, from wow. the Creepy EP and the Three Gears compilation. Okay.
1: Just the acoustic version. We are Parenthesis White
2: Boys <laughs> <card>. <laughs> So, I love his
0: Livestrong bracelet. So Connor and Jonathan basically beat us to the punch of doing Relying K reviews. <laughs> but they decided to do a five minute and 44 second review in which they play the entire four minute song and just sit there and quietly listen to the song while the, cam- <laughs> while the webcam looks at them. <laughs>
1: They look so contemplative though
0: <laughs> they look so sad they do we try They're to bring really a really cer- concentrating we try to bring a certain amount of joy to our podcast <laughs> so then they have this to say it doesn't really sound like a regular Matt Tyson I was- <laughs> So would you agree that this, you know, the acoustic version of Softer To Me doesn't sound like a regular Matt Tyson song? Where are you going? The show's over here, Jessica. Where are you going? Does it, or does it not sound like a Matt Tyson song? What's your problem? Jessica, we're recording. Parenthesis white boys would not just walk off the set like this. It just it, I guess it doesn't
3: sound like a net like
0: so again, more online reviewers obsessed with Reliant K not sounding like their regular sound. Yeah. Like a freaking band can't just like <laughs> do different types of music. But
1: it's specifically the acoustic version. And it throws yeah. me because I'm like, all right, so if you want which also, what is their regular sound? This is from the self titled album. This yeah. is from the first album. What do you what is your basis if anything, just every other song on
0: the album? If anything This might have been recorded after the first album, which by then is already too late for me. By then, when you're already past the first album, you've already sold out. I'm kidding. Um, So, I don't know if I'm going to go searching for what exactly they say. But they're like, yeah, this song, you know, it doesn't sound like a Reliant K song. It's like, you guys decided to review it. It sounds exactly like they couldn't. They actually don't think it sounds like Matt Mm Tyson. Like, we'll start with the Tyson thing. They don't think it sounds like Matisse. I'm like, what are you talking about? Who do you think they were? Like, is this somebody else? They actually debate a little bit at one oh, point weird. in here if it's possibly somebody else singing the it song. It sounds
1: like him. <laughs> yes,
0: it does. It sounds exactly like him. It's like a it's like a teens react to the acoustic songs. But we're like, okay. <laughs> um, there's another cutesy little video where this boy. The Elderlings is the name of his YouTube channel. I don't know what his name is. In April 2008, he does a little lip sync thing where he's wearing a t-shirt and a tie. He's going for the Avril thing. Mm -hmm. And he's just rocking out to the song. Someone's holding the camera. Mm -hmm. So he says it's him and his sisters. So another sister must be holding the camera. He's just like sitting on his bed. (laughs) lip syncing with the fake microphone like yeah. he's a hot like he's a hot topic band or a
1: also rocking live band. strong bracelet but a number of others i wonder if at least one of those says i heart boobies do you remember those
0: <laughs> no i do not
1: they sold him at hot topic
0: and then he leans over to his little sister who's like sitting there uh, uh, <laughs> like watching him like looking so bored And, like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You're such a dork. But it's adorable in how they're just, like, hanging out. And she's got her face in her hands. Like, I am so unimpressed by my dork brother. It's adorable. I love it. And then he pretends to die. Which happened so much last week during Faking My Own Suicide. Oh, my gosh. You want to take a little trip down memory lane? Did you ever go to Christian camp? No. Not one of the creepy Christian camps from the documentaries about, like, the awful Christian camps, like, Jesus camp or something, where it's like, you know, there is a thin line between what I perceive as, like, the, the sort of, like, cultish aspects of, like, Christian 90s culture where you really, like, indoctrinate kids into a way of thinking that they're not ready to understand And then there's this, which is just, like, wholesome kids just at a camp where they also have to do Bible study.
1: Yeah, we did, like, youth retreats and stuff, I think. My mom definitely came with them. They weren't full summer stuff. It was always just, like, a weekend, like, a long weekend sort of trips.
0: Well, Rogue 9, 9, it's it's Rogue, 9 the word, 9 the number, L-U, in 2007 uploaded a music video from 2001 of Reliant K coming to play at their Outback camp. So this is actually like Reliant K playing a concert at some sort of like Christian summer camp. And all of these kids looking the most 2001, like all of them with like sweatshirts and t-shirts that just have like Mm -hmm. a line in the middle or like an oval... (laughs) Like, You're wearing sun. one of those right now. No,
1: <laughs>
0: your parents buy them for me. <laughs>
1: they do because they're like, oh, this looks like Danny. I'm like, yeah, he's had it looks that like forever. Danny from
0: 14 years ago. So, lots of lot of backwards hats, lots of Caesar haircuts. Oh my god, lots of shark, lots of shark tooth ne- necklaces. All of the Caesar
1: haircuts. Everyone has a Caesar haircut,
0: and and it's a and, and oh, frosted tips. <laughs> So it's some sort of Christian summer camp and Reliant K actually played their live and someone took a lot of video, but instead of playing, showing the video of that day, there's an elf puppet, <laughs> they edited together a little music video from their time. And the thing is, when I watch this video, two things go through my head. One, I get super nostalgic for the idea of like, a, like a Christian camp and like, going to the Christian bookstore and buying like the cool CDs there. But I also the part of me that exists now in 2019 that has moved past the sort of like the cultural world that existed in the early two thousands of Christianity. I'm like, I'm like, I totally get why people used to criticize (laughs) my churches as being like cultish and why Christian bands when they'd play like mainstream festivals and like, they'd and like you know open air places you'd be like people would be uneasy. it's like i totally get it because it's so cultish i mean it's like christianity but it's like the kids themselves and the adults that controlled them presented it in such like i've a,
1: told you the rock the universe stories you,
0: yes exactly the rock the universe is where the evil <sighs> the evil the the yeah. angel children come out of heaven for one night to act like devils. <laughs> yeah.
1: No employ, no Disney or Universal employee ever wanted to work those nights.
0: Couple more things <laughs> that I will not play. But you remember the movie "Remember Me," the yes, 9/11 I movie do. starring Robert Pattinson and the girl from Lost, the pregnant girl from Lost. Yes. Well, someone made an AMV. So that's the software to me from that movie. And there is also...
1: Actually, I thought that you were talking about the Mini Driver movie with... who's Was that David Duchovny? Who was in that? And return oh, to, return me. to Me. Oh, Return to Me. Oh, I was... hated
0: that movie. Um, also, and I'll turn down the volume. Basically, here's like a little slideshow of some people who I <gasps> guess are friends... But they are the most mid two thousands uber emo people ever. Wow. Like they all have the swooped hair. Oh my god! They all have the pseudo hip hop Good Charlotte like do rags and yeah, baseball bandanas, hats and bandanas. Like, yeah, over. They, it's like this slideshow of who I guess are their friends because like it'll keep showing their names on mm-hmm. a pink on a purple background. And it shows them; they've all got necklaces and hoodies. I totally did something like this for me and my friends. They've all got they—they are just they are everything about mid 2000s Mm You
1: know, we were not personified. Oh, they have
0: the—they have the arm socks. Yeah. Oh, they have the early iPhones.
1: All of their hair is clearly dyed black.
0: She's got the cut bangs like Mm -hmm. Carly Rae Jepsen, but then she has the dark eyeliner. But where it gets weird is that you watch this video. And I didn't watch the whole thing. At the end, it says, and remember, this is just set to Softer to Me by mm-hmm. Reliant K from the first album. Already, there's sort of a mismatch of eras because Softer to Me is 2000. Right. And these are kids from like 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. And it says, Guitar and Vocals by <laughs> Lee Jackson. No. You it doesn't just heard, say
1: guitar. It says they spelled guitar. Wrong.
0: They spelled guitar wrong. But we just spent the last three minutes listening to Soft to Me by Reliant K with pictures of these kids. It says guitar and vocals by Lee Jackson. Lead guitar and high-pitched screaming by Luke Allen. Bass uh. guitar by Ryan Gardner. Drums by Stephen Hill. I'm like, what? What does this mean? And the only thing I can imagine is that two things. Either someone was making a fantasy video about we're going to have a band and this is going to be our promo video, but we don't have a song recorded yet. So we're just going to steal Reliant Cave's song just so we can have the video that exists that helps us envision. It's like a video vision board, right? Or they actually put together a promo video for their fake band. (sighs) And they were like, nobody's heard of the song off the first Reliant K album. We can pretend this is us. I know of this actually happening. And again, it happens to be Christian related. But somebody told me a story once when I worked at Barnes & Noble, of all places, where they, because they were like, oh, you like Christian music, right? And I'm like, yeah, I don't just like Christian music. I like all kinds of skate punk and ska. That's Mm -hmm. the entire limit of my music listening. (laughs) But I also listen to Christian music. And this person at Barnes Noble was like, well, I got to tell you about this story I know about Christian Rock. And it was a girl who's telling me this. She's like, and she was older than me, right? So she was probably at the time in the early 2000s in her 30s. And she's like, when I was younger, when I was about your age, this guy recorded a song for me and gave it to me in a cassette tape. And he's like, hey, I recorded this song. And it's for you because I really care about you. And she's like, oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And she listened to it and it was like a hair metalish song because mm-hmm. that was what was on the radio at the time. She's like, oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. And then she found out that it was Striper. <laughs> Sick. I don't remember what song. I can't actually remember what song. <laughs> I... I Part of me wonders if it was honestly, because there is, yeah. if there's not a, you can pass that song off as a not necessarily Christian song. right? And I'm like, that's an amazing story. Thank you so much for telling me that story. <laughs> I worked at Barnes and Noble in 2000, 2001. And that's, and that's, she told me that story. Oh, she told me because like I used to order, I used to buy all my music while I worked at Barnes and Noble. I bought all my music from there but I would special order it and I would get my discount mm-hmm. and she would see my orders coming in and she'd be, she, I, she identified like tooth and nail stuff that come in mm-hmm. and then she was like, Oh, you like Christian rock. Well, let me tell you this story.
1: That's so funny.
0: <laughs> so on the covers, cause we're, we're in the home stretch now. This is another song that was done by the string quartet tribute.
1: Ooh, I love it.
0: Yes. You ready to listen to this? Thank <laughs> you.
1: interesting song to pick yeah like that's a very interesting cover like i wonder why they chose this song just because they were like oh this would be really kind of weird and different to to to, i mean it was a different
0: song for the albums that this the two albums that this song is on so maybe they were like oh this will be a bit of a challenge There's i don't there's a lot of low bassy strings in this song i have no idea what string instruments they're playing if it's all uh violin there's definitely a violin in there is there Mm. like an oboe i don't know I don't know, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, it's a bit weird. To it, It's interesting. I'm glad it exists because it's kind of a fun little yeah. thing to hear.
1: It's fun. Um, in
0: 2018, we're going to start with the most recent cover I found of Softer to Me, Nick Wallace with 14 views <laughs> out. Oh. I completely forgot to mention, and I'll just say it here, parenthesis white boys who, who did their little, who did their YouTube review of the acoustic version of "Softer" to me at the end of their video. They're like, thanks a lot for watching. Please subscribe. They have one subscriber. Oh. I looked at their subscriber count. They had one subscriber. How many videos do they have? I didn't look. I was afraid they'd know I was watching so in 2018 and I thought of that because this is a very recent video and I guess people aren't looking for software to me covers in 2018. He's only got 14 views, but they did a pretty good job. This is Nick Wallace. But what's very curious about this version of the song is that an old, yeah. a much older man yeah. is in the band. Two like yeah. guys, probably in their twenties, maybe early thirties, and then a guy that looks like he is in his forties, late forties, oh, looks 50s like fifties at least. Fifties, 40, yeah, 40, 50s, looks like Steven Root. Yep, <laughs>
1: somebody's dad. Is also in this band, but, he,
0: but he, I don't know what he really does in the song because I was hoping he would be like softer to me. <laughs> yeah. But but no, he just kind of vaguely sings and doesn't really know the words. Also, they accidentally hit on a little ska beat. Where's my stapler? (laughs) Where am I? Where are you? Where is my stapler? (laughs) He's not even trying to sing.
1: No. And that's all he's got. He's got a microphone and that's it. He's got a
0: microphone and he's got a a podium to like look at the lyrics, I guess.
1: This youth pastor was like, listen, you can use the space, but I have to be in the band, guys.
0: (laughs) I was thinking he might be like a youth pastor or or something from the church because I think this is a church. They got the screen up and apparently they got Mm -hmm. the lyrics playing on the screen, but you can only see it at certain angles when you look at my computer because it's shot oddly. Um, Here's an odd what I called asymmetrical cover. Covered by a guy that calls himself Little Runaway, YouTube username andman eight eight five eight. He only he says this song is called Softer. Not softer to me. It's just called Softer because you know the cool people, they like to abbreviate the names of the songs.
1: He looks like Adam Driver. <laughs> he does. This is not softer to me.
0: No, but no, it is softer to me. But I call it asymmetrical because he's like math rocking the song. He's like turning it inside out and like... Like muddying it, and like, no, he doesn't know the pace of the song. Yeah. It's really weird, but it's also kind of fun because he just takes it in such weird directions. It's almost like someone who heard the song a lot 10 years ago, then looks up the chords and was like, yeah, I think I remember this song, and tries playing it again for the first time. After the it's pretty great actually
1: well he is taking barbershop to new and interesting places
0: <laughs> he is um i'm actually gonna i'm not actually gonna play this but blue eyes norton played the song on piano and then he transitions into numb by lincoln park but it actually doesn't work as well as you would hope that would sound Oh, uh, we've seen her before, Ariel Arnold, who did that sort of funky version of Bummin' oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. She's got her own version of Softer to Me.
3: Where am I? Where are you? There's so much time and so little to do. We're busy doing nothing because it's vanity we prize. You can't see nothing because you can't see through your eyes. You're Everywhere the film, you're blinded by yourself. You're the one to blame, but you pretend it's someone else. Life, could you be a little softer to me? Life, could you be more gentle to me? Softer, softer.
0: She has a way of like Slightly changing the pace of the song mm-hmm. She doesn't do it as much with this As she did with Bummin. She was like I'm bumming mm-hmm. <laughs> So this time she's like Could you be a little softer to me mm-hmm. Interesting uh, I like it <laughs> Then here's a full-on pop punk version by Easily Amused in 2004, so the song wasn't that old.
1: And not a lot of female covers for this song. We usually get no, a lot, yeah, of, female a lot covers, of female covers, and just covers a few usually. like like male or like male band covers.
0: Here is a full-on 2004 style pop punk band called Easily Amused that have the local girls, and I can't tell if this is a church, if this is even a Christian setting, or if this is just like uh like a like an all ages sort of local community type center but the local girls are easily amused by easily amused (laughs) because they are just screaming their heads off the whole time
1: Listen, I would have been one of these teenage girls in 2004 that was going crazy for Easily Amused.
0: <laughs> Somebody knows how to play guitar. Oh my gosh! Um, this it carries is
1: a lot of weight when you're that age, Dan.
0: This is really interesting. Now, maybe Blink fan was confused that uh, Creed doesn't have a bass player. <laughs> maybe Blink fan was thinking of James Whitehall's backyard band. Where it's just him on guitar and his friend... Well, I assume James Whitehall is a guitar player. But two buds playing guitar and drums in the backyard.
1: Maybe one's James and one's Whitehall.
0: Oh, man. You broke the code. And I like it because they start out with this kind of, like, yeah. rock and riff. Yeah. And they just kind of riff on this for, like, three minutes.
1: This is my favorite jam band.
0: I love that they're playing in like what is probably California like looks like California mm-hmm. to me because it's like a cement fence. Yeah. Cement wall in their backyard.
1: It's a slightly dried out backyard dried too. Out not backyard. a lot of green.
0: And the drum set is outside but it's placed on a blanket. Yep. <laughs> they're having a little rock and roll picnic. And this kid knows how to play.
1: Yeah, they both do, they're good.
0: They don't have a microphone, so they don't sing. He's kind of, and he's playing it a little bit wrong, but in a way it's like, they're turning it into, they're like the White Stripes. Like if the White Stripes played softer to me, this would be the version of the song. And then they close out with another little bluesy thing. Actually, this is more like a Hivesy thing. aren't you gonna be my babe or something like that i don't know i don't know music that well um we can move along to this one which is pretty awesome jessica what if softer to me ended with a rock and roll guitar solo heck yeah Basically, what if, what if, what if Aerosmith played Softer To Me? Sick. This is Echoes in Silence, uploaded by Adam Moss, 985 in 2009. This Reliant K cover of an old school song, Softer To Me. I'll go back a little bit so you can hear a little bit of how they play the song, and then it just launches into this outro, which is amazing.
1: I love it. This is super sick.
0: (laughs) Reliant K needed more awesome guitar solos. Yeah. More squabbly do's.
1: (laughs) The audience loves it. That's so good.
0: Yeah! Remember to tip your weight, staff! Uh, and this one, the music's okay, but you just have to see this. This is some sort of, like, German prom where the band for the night dressed all in suits and then they closed the show with Softer to Me. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah, they look very Beatlesy. 2010, uploaded by Psycho Ox-D. Psycho O D X. Yeah, they're dressed like they're playing. They they're dressed like the like the Beatles. You said it. I was trying to pontificate upon that. They're dressed like the Beatles in suits. If like they're playing the Ed Sullivan Show. Yeah. I like the higher bass in this mix. Dor, 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 mm-hmm. dor, dor. <laughs>
1: Who closes out a prom with a fast number or any dance for that matter? I don't know
0: if it's exactly a prom, but it's definitely some sort of like social dance or something. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Winterball, which is why I think it's in Germany. <laughs> Um, oh, here's a female vocal cover. Oh, we have two female vocal covers. You said not enough. Oh, we might have three even. There's Megan oh. Soros. Let's see what Megan Saurus is able to do with this song. It's my favorite dinosaur. Where am I? Where are you? There's so much time,
2: but so little to do. We're busy doing nothing because it's Vanity Reprise. You can't see nothing because you can't see through your eyes. Covered with the
0: film. By yourself. She's not really playing the chords. She's got an okay voice, but she's not really she's not really playing the chords for the she song. She doesn't need to. Um, and then we've got this really bizarre 2011, and I wonder if this is some of the same people from that that fake ripoff emo, <laughs> those emo friends, mm-hmm. because this other guy. In 2011, at least that's when the video was uploaded. Wearing one of those shirts where the where the the letters are vertical, Mm -hmm. but also off kilter from the shirt, and he's got the swooped front hair, and he plays this sort of like mid 2000s warped tour acoustic version of the song. So that's how he plays it, Mm -hmm. but then at 310 he does something that like nobody else sort of did wrong, and that's this. He gets upset because he messed up the song, and then uh-huh. he just sings a little curse word into the song. Actually, that isn't even what. But I he meant still to. posted it. Yeah, but he still posted it. But that isn't even the thing that he messed. That he kind of like did weird. Uh, let me just try to find it. Yeah. didn't Christ didn't sacrifice his soul on the cross I'm no theologian I'm not a musician and I'm not a theologian I'm not even a very good christian but what I know is that Christ sacrificed his flesh on the cross that's like you make you change that word up and it's like essentially not true the whole point is like
1: that's Sunday school 101
0: that's Sunday school 101 if he if he sacrificed his soul There'd be no Jesus anymore because it's his soul yeah. that came back yeah. in his new body. He sacrificed his flesh so he'd come back as like, as as you know, on Easter in the brain his new flesh and he's like born again and you'll be born again. Jesus sacrificed his soul. There's nothing left of Jesus, so he just he's just like, if I say soul like this with my swoop front hair, it's sexy. And then we'll leave on what I what is actually kind of like a nice fun cover. This band called 40, 48 ribs, which I, I think that maybe is that a ref, biblical reference to like Adam's ribs or something? I'm not really sure.
1: Is that just how many ribs people have? No, that doesn't make sense. I,
0: I, I don't know. Is that how many ribs they ate one day in a rib eating contest? So at the in 2001, August 24th, so the song wasn't even that old, They play at the acoustic coffee lounge, but they're not playing acoustic. They are a full electric band. And this is, and they play it real fast.
1: It's sped up,
0: yeah. Then, would you like a nightcore version of the song?
1: Yes,
0: <laughs> do you want me to throw one together real quick?
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, do you have one?
0: I don't have one. Oh, so that's about it. That's softer to me. And you know what? None of them, none of these covers sing it as well as I sang it that summer in 2001. <laughs> Anyway, you know what would be softer to me? My pillow. So I'm going to go find that right now. Check you later. We just wasted an hour and 34 minutes of your life.